0: Well, welcome to Quantum number 222. A day later than usual, that's because I've been away on holiday in Cairns, of which more later. But Quantum is a podcast that looks at news and sport and culture from a Christian perspective, but open to all. We try to range throughout the world. And occasionally we have a theme, and we've got one for you uh, this week, but I'll let you guess what that is in a moment. But what I've been doing, I started this kind of mini-series of the 10 songs that are scientifically proven to make you happy. At least that was an article I read. Of course, I didn't believe a word of it, but I've got 10 songs for you that are proven to make you happy. We started off... With the uh, Radetsky March with Strauss And then we went to the Pete Bog Fairies, the Folk Police And Rock and Roll, Led Zeppelin um, By the way, you'll get all these on our Spotify The Quantum Spotify playlist um, Here's this week I thought, again, I just want to start with a song that makes you happy Because maybe not everything you'll hear will make you happy Although I hope uh, it'll help you understand And we seek our happiness in, in other things as well So... Here is classical gas. That is uh, Mason Williams, 1968, I believe it got to number two in the US Billboard chart. Um okay, here is this week's theme.
3: Now when I was a young boy, after age of five son a be the greatest man alive but now I'm a man i made 21 I want you to believe me honey we're having lots of fun I'm a man yeah. I spell M- no. him eight child that yeah. oh,
0: Muddy Waters singing boldly Bo Diddley's song, uh, I'm a Man. And we're thinking about men. We're thinking about what is a man. And uh, look, we're not going to go this route of uh, a man. I heard of a, a pastor in the northeast of Scotland who is saying basically what a woman was, that a woman was somebody who stayed at home and did the dishes and obeyed her husband and so on. Uh, I I think what he was doing was actually displaying what he thinks a man is and and not, for me, an impressive picture. We are not going there at all. But we are thinking about the threat to men and I do think there is a real threat to men in much of our culture and uh, particularly young men. Well, you'll get the the sense of what we're trying to say as we look through this. I was up in Cairns, and we travelled on the Kurunda Railway, which is an amazing engineering feat. Uh, several men died building this railway through tunnels. Uh, people got malaria, snake bites, The conditions would, would have been pretty awful. It's the uh, end of the 19th century. Mostly Irish, Chinese, English, but the interesting thing, of course, is they were all men, because, and you'll find often in in wars as well, it's primarily men who do fighting. It's also, by the way, primarily men who are in prison. Um, I think in most societies throughout the world, people have recognized there is a distinction between men and women. How that distinction is expressed may vary. What it involves may vary. But the notion that there is a difference between the sexes is of fundamental importance to humanity. And sometimes we often phrase this in the sense of what is a woman? And I suspect sometimes it's men who do that uh, because they have notions of what women want, ought to be, whether they're kind of Stepford Wives or Bois de or whatever or whatever fantasy that men have. And I think it's much, much better to see as men and women as created equal, both in the image of God. But, well, I'll tell you what. As we were getting on the train to go up to Karunda, this song played. Um, It was lovely to get on a train and have a gospel song. Listen to this. bob dylan from his album slow train coming it's the song slow train coming and as we're looking at all of this subject we're just seeing how there is I think a slow train coming of in immense destructiveness in our culture with this attack on humanity and i do regard it as a satanic attack Uh, Dylan got it right. Man's ego's inflated, his laws are outdated, they don't apply no more, you can't rely no more to be standing around waiting. In the home of the brave, Jefferson turning over in his grave, fools glorifying themselves, trying to manipulate Satan. And there's a slow, slow train coming up around the bend. Big time negotiators, false healers and women haters. Masters of the bluff and masters of the proposition. But the enemy I see wears a cloak of decency. All non-believers and men-stealers talking in the name of religion, and there's a slow, a slow train coming. Well, I thought of that when I heard, uh, read about, and heard and saw this interview between Joe Biden and Dylan Mulvaney.
4: Uh, Mr. President, this is my 221st day of publicly transitioning. God, and, love you. Uh, thank you. I am extremely privileged to live in a state that allows me access to the resources I need and that decision is just between me and my doctors. But many states have lawmakers that feel like they can involve themselves in this very personal process. Do you think states should have a right to ban gender-affirming health care?
2: I don't think any state or anybody should have the right to do that as a moral question and as a legal question. I just think it's wrong. You know, I think I was saying before we started that my son, my deceased son, used to be the Attorney General of the State of Delaware. He passed the most, the broadest piece of legislation that he, as Attorney General, uh, was able to convince the legislature and the governor to sign that dealt with uh, all gender-affirming capability. I mean, there's a lot of you know, you sometimes they try to block you from being able to access certain medicines, being able to access certain procedures and so on. None of that should be available. I mean, uh, you know, no, no state should be able to do that in my view. So I feel very, very strongly that, uh, that you should have every single solitary right, including, including use of the, your gender identity bathrooms in public.
4: Thank you. Thank you, and it it feels like Republicans have turned trans and non-binary people into this thing to blame society's downfall on in some ways. And this narrative is not only dangerous to our mental health, but also our physical safety. And particularly trans women of color are being murdered at an alarming rate.
2: More than any other group of people. Thank you.
4: How can democratic leaders be more effective in advocating for us trans people and our families and our lives and our opportunities?
2: I'm not being facetious when I say this, being seen with people like you. No, I mean it. I genuinely mean it. People fear what they don't know. They fear what they don't know. And when people realize, individuals realize, oh, this is what they're telling me to be frightened of? This is the problem? This is, I mean, people change their minds. People are just don't know enough to know. And it's not because of, Intellectual incapability—it's just lack of exposure—and uh, and I think that uh, it's really important that we continue to speak out about the basic fundamental rights of all human beings. And the idea, the idea that what's going on—you know—in some states, I won't get into the politics of it, but in some states, it's just—it's outrageous, and I think it's immoral. The trans part's not immoral what they're trying to do to trans persons is immoral.
0: Now, there's a lengthy clip of that for for several reasons, mainly because it is so indicative of what is going wrong in Western society in general and American culture in particular. First of all, the president is incredibly confused. He is all over the place. Secondly, here is a boy called Dylan who is transitioning to be a girl and is doing through so on TikTok. I think now up to 256 days of this transition. Now, of course, he's not, he'll never be a girl. He'll never be a biological female. That just will not happen, no matter how many operations and stuff he has. But the trouble here is that the the biological is irrelevant to these people. And the biological, apparently, is irrelevant to Joe Biden, which is when he talks about reproductive health, for example, and protecting women. What's he talking about? Because he can't tell us what a woman is. But notice what Biden did. He talked about accessing certain procedures. Now, he's talking about mastectomies for teenage girls. He's talking about chopping off the breasts of teenage girls in order to make them feel better about something that, as the NHS in England uh, just announced this week, is almost certainly, for the vast majority, going to be a passing phase. And Biden's saying, no, no, this has to be done. He thinks it's immoral not to do that. You know, I listened to Dylan Mulvaney's account of this. And again, I was going to use it, and then I thought, it's just not fair, because it's, on one level it's laughable. But another level, it's so pathetically sad and he's so pathetically lost. And yet, because he's got a couple of million followers or 25 million followers, I don't know what the number is, but it's a huge number. And his interview with Biden got a million likes. So it's good. I guess it's good publicity in politics uh, for Biden, but just such a mess. I felt so sad and At one point, he said, there's lots of darkness coming over me. Well, I'm not surprised. You see, when you follow a false ideology like this, it brings nothing but darkness. It won't bring relief and light. Biden at one point says people don't know enough to know as though somehow he's enlightened. I think he's a remarkably ignorant man, to be honest as well as not being well. And it's astonishing that he's still the president. But uh, Debbie Hayton, who is transgender, wrote about this rather well and said very simply that medics in England are now being told to take a watchful approach to see how a young person's conditions develop. Quite right. Yet Biden chooses to listen to a TikTok video maker who on day 74 of being a girl dressed in tight revealing shorts and announced that women can have bulges and that's okay. Just wow, absolutely incredible. And where does this lead? This is where it leads. Listen to this from, I think this is the US Senate.
4: Dr. Kumar, can biological men become pregnant and give birth? Um, So men can have pregnancies, especially trans men. Uh, So so can biological men become pregnant and give birth? So are you saying that a biological female who identifies as a man in Therefore, becomes pregnant as quote a man, is that what you're saying? These questions about who can become pregnant are really missing the point. I'm here to talk no, no, about No, no, what's no, 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 no. This is me Somebody asking me, a question and you question. answering. I'm, I'm asking the question, sir, not you. Right. And I'm answering the question. Somebody with a uterus may have the capability of becoming pregnant, whether they're a woman or a man. Uh, that doesn't make. Okay, a we're done. Not we're every done. person with this a uterus isn't complicated. has the ability Let to. Let me tell you, pregnant. if a person has this a uterus medicine. and is born as a is born female, they are a woman. That is not a man, and the vast majority of the world considers that to be a woman, because there are biological differences between men and women.
0: That is a doctor who is saying biological men can have pregnancies. You see, in Scotland this week, shamefully, absolutely shameful, and by the way, I want to say thank you, To the SNP, MSPs, seven of them, who stood out against their own party, including the government minister who resigned. Thank you for standing up for women and for men and for children and for truth and for humanity. And shame, absolute shame, on those who are either too cowardly or too ignorant or too perverted to do that. No, men can't have pregnancies. Someone with a uterus is a woman. All right, speaking of men, we have a new man in charge of uh, the United Kingdom. The woman didn't last long. Here he is.
1: Well, Mr. Speaker, can I thank the uh, Ronald Wood gentleman for for his kind and indeed generous uh, welcome to the dispatch box? I look forward to Prime Minister's question time with him, and I know that we will have no doubt robust exchanges, but I hope that they can also be serious and grown up. So I look forward to it. Well, uh, he he asked uh, about the Home Secretary. The Home Secretary made an error of judgment, but she recognised that. She raised the matter and she accepted her mistake. And that's why. That's why I was delighted to welcome back into a united cabinet that brings experience and stability to the heart of government. And let me tell you, Mr. Speaker, what the Home Secretary will be focused on. She'll be focused on cracking down on criminals, on defending our borders, while the party opposite remains soft on crime and in favour of unlimited immigration.
0: Now, Rishi Sunak. What do we think about Rishi Sunak? I don't know. I I don't know enough about him. Um, There are aspects I don't particularly like. A a billionaire finance person in charge of the UK. Who knows? He may turn out to be okay. We shall find out. I mean, he certainly made a good start at one level by appointing Kemi baden not just as trade secretary, but as equalities minister. And here she is, Uh, just brilliant as ever.
1: What I would like to say, Mr. Speaker, as we do begin a new era of equalities, is that the Equality Act is a shield, not a sword. It is there to protect people of all characteristics, whether they're young or old, male or female, black or white, gay or straight. We are uh, running a compassionate equality strategy, and we should not be distracted by people who use Twitter as a way to insult or accuse members of Parliament.
0: (laughs) Kemi Badnock. Yes, the Equality Ice Act is meant to be a shield, not a sword, to attack people. Brilliant stuff. All right, we've had a bit of news from uh, COVID again. COVID, of course, is ongoing, and it was interesting being on planes, being on trains, and people just not wearing masks. Very few, I, I mean, I did meet a man today walking around with a mask in beautiful sunshine, thinking, what are you doing? Why are you doing that? But anyway... Um, It now appears again, according to a US Senate committee, that uh, COVID is likely to have been man-made. That China no longer deserves the benefit of the doubt. That there is substantial evidence pointing to lab, uh, lab accidents. That there is virtually no evidence for a natural spillover. That the unwillingness to cooperate means China should no longer be given the benefit of the doubt. And it's a kind of interim interim report. But China has shut down independent probes into labs and silenced scientists. But, you know, if that was, if COVID did come, and I think it's probably the most likely scenario, it did come out of the lab in Wuhan. And I think the most likely scenario is that it was not man-made. But if that was the case, then what's happening just now in America is insane Scientists are developing a new lethal code strain that could kill 80% of people infected according to this report. They're developing this in a laboratory. Now, why have we not learned our lesson? This, this gain of function aspect. Why do we invent new viruses <clears throat> with the idea that somehow we do so because we can control them? Will We never learn. All right, I want to return to the the theme of of man in particular. And there is uh, one young man who I was quite fascinated by. I saw one of his films. I thought musically he's actually pretty much of a genius. And he really did cross, break many barriers. Well, I tell you what, let me play you a bit of uh this and you'll work out who it
5: is. This world is
0: Is Eminem um, Lose Yourself from the film Eight Mile? Uh, He's just a fascinating character, Marshall Bruce Mathers III, born in 1972. He is, for those of you who don't know and and who doesn't know, he's an American rapper and record producer. He's generally to be considered one of the greatest rappers of all time. I actually really like rap. I think that it's a superb way of using words and of communicating messages, and I think it's actually very, very suited for gospel proclamation, though you're not going to find me uh, doing it. He is one of the best selling music artists of all time. Um, he has sold over 220 million records. He was the best-selling music artist in the United States of the the 2000s. He's had 10 number one albums on the Billboard 200, which all consecutively debuted at number one, making him the first artist to achieve that. And he's had five number one singles on the Billboard Hot 100. There's an article in Unheard by Dorian Lenski, which talks about how he's managed to keep going for so long. Um, and I found it a fascinating article. I, for me, the thing about Eminem that struck me was here was an angry white man talking about a million other angry young guys like him, white and black, and somehow he spoke. I did think he spoke for many, many people. I don't necessarily like everything that he said, um, but I mean, he was—he's been called all different kinds of things, and I don't think any of them have really stuck. Um, I, I just say I just found him a very expressive and, um, and impressive individual in some ways uh, and I qualify that in some ways
6: Dear Stan, I meant to write you sooner but I've just been busy You said your girlfriend's pregnant now How far along is she? Look, I'm really flattered you would call your daughter that And here's an autograph for your brother I wrote it on the starter cap I'm sorry I didn't see you with the show I must have missed you Don't think I did that intentionally Just to diss you But what's the said about you like the your wrist too, I say that clown is all, come on, how bitch you, you got some issues, Stan, I think you need some counseling, to help your ass from bouncing off the walls when you get down some, and what's that that's like, it'll make me not want us to meet each other, I really think you and your girlfriend need each other, but maybe you just need to treat her better, I hope you get to read this letter. I just hope it reaches you in time before you hurt yourself. I think that you'll be doing just fine if you relax a little. I'm glad I inspire you to stand. Why are you so mad? Try to understand that I do want you as a fan. I just don't want you to do some crazy. I seen this yeah, well, one on the, the news a couple weeks a ago that made me sick. Some dude was drunk and drove his car over a, a bridge. They have do. And in, in the car they found a tape, but they didn't say who it was to. Come to think about it, his name was...
5: It
0: was you. Damn. Maybe, I think this is just a wonderful song. Uh, Stan. All right, we look at men, and we mentioned Manly last time. Manly being a place here in Sydney, there is a Manly Rugby League club, which uh, so I told you the story before. You go back to an earlier edition where seven of the players, most of them Pacific Islanders, refused to wear a gay pride jersey in what was called the Gay Pride Round. Now, why you have a gay pride round in rugby league or any sport, no one's really been able to answer apart from the virtue signalling of the corporates who own the clubs. But it's funny, one of the forwards, Josh Aloai, says that the atheist boys in the team weren't comfortable wearing a Christian jersey for the Easter round. And he supported them in that. I just find that just absolutely uh, fascinating. Alois I said his gay sister supports his stance And the players will not do it again uh, next year In other words, sorry, they will not wear that jersey next year Alright, uh, let's move on Since we're on sport Another man's game Well, women play it too But it's at a different level That's the Test Match special theme tune. Um, we're in the T20 World Cup. Uh, it's great, I'm hoping to go to the semi-final. I got a ticket for it. Uh, for a while, Scotland were here. We beat the West Indies, but we didn't make it to the next round because we got beaten a couple of times. Uh, we that wasn't the only shock. Zimbabwe beat Pakistan. And then um, that Scotland game made us sound very quiet, but listen to this.
1: What have you got Nawaz? Ashwin goes
3: over! Clears the infield! India win a famous win! You look at all the great wins over the years, and I think you'll find very, very few to compare with this one.
0: That was an incredible win by India over Pakistan with the last ball of the game. Um, The noise in Melbourne's incredible. Uh, India were playing the Netherlands for our Dutch friends last night here. And we were waiting at the railway station that was just absolutely filled with Indian fans with that wonderful light blue top. And uh, they were happy because they beat the Netherlands, although that would have been a major shock if they didn't. Right, a bit of good news. Um, Franklin Graham. Franklin Graham was due to lead an evangelistic campaign. We've spoken about this before in 2020. He was cancelled by the SEC uh, on with pressure from the Scottish government, from Patrick Harvey, from Glasgow City Council. Uh, they sued and the Billy Graham Association and they've just won their case. And the judge has come up with some fascinating statements, which I... Uh, I've written an article about it. will be published uh, over the weekend and we'll put a link to it for you to have a look at. But I think one of the comments is simply this. The pursuer's right, this is the judge, to engage a speaker at the evangelical event in furtherance of a religious or philosophical belief is protected by law. He also goes on to say that it is illogical to seek to ban those you disagree with whilst professing belief in free speech. Well, amen to that. And speaking of free speech, a little bit more good news. I think this is good news. Elon Musk has taken over Twitter, uh, 44 billion US dollars. And he immediately sacked the chief executive, Parag Agrawi. And uh, I think he's sacked basically quite a few people. And he said that Twitter is important to the future of civilization to have a common digital town square where a wide range of beliefs can be debated in a healthy manner. Well I hope I won't be banned on Twitter again Um, I hope he deals with the algorithms and the robots That uh, ban you if you misgender someone But somehow allow you to make death threats And then we come back onto the man thing again And um, I want you to Jordan Peterson First of all Well let me just say something before we listen to him Being interviewed by Piers Morgan And the whole interview is really worth listening to Jordan Peterson's coming to Australia and the newspapers here reported that he will be met with fierce protests because he's divisive. Well, yeah, he's outspoken on issues including masculine, gender, sexuality and politics. And he will be sold out. Sydney University students, who are not noted for their tolerance, at least the extremists, said they would have a vocal presence because he was a hard right reactionary. Uh, This is someone who thinks women have too many rights and demand too much of the world. No, it's not. It's a lie, but that never, ever stopped the progressives. A woman's rights activist, Hersha Kadkul, said it was dangerous for Peterson to be allowed to spread his views in Australia. I hope that he and people like him lose their influence in society, and I hope they're defeated politically by people who are on the left and have some decency. It's a very strange version of decency. It's also, by the way, a very strange version of what it is to be on the left. Well, here's Peterson just at the end of his interview with Piers Morgan.
2: I want to ask you just quickly, uh, the film director, Olivia Wilde, has a new movie out, which she says is based on you, this insane man, this pseudo-intellectual hero to the incel community, incel being these weirdo loner men uh, who are despicable in many ways. Is that you? Are you the intellectual hero to these people? Sure, why not, you know? Um, people have been after me for a long time by, because I've been speaking to disaffected young men. You know, what a terrible thing to do that is.
0: Now, notice how he talks there about disaffected young men and, and the emotion in his voice. And one of the things I love about him, he cares. He really does. God bless him because he cares. And then this. You've been so controlled today, and yet in that brief
2: moment, you got very emotional. Why? It's really something to see constantly how many people are dying for lack of an encouraging word Mm. and how easy it is to provide that if you're careful, you know, give credit where credit is due, and to say, you're a net force for good if you want to be. Do you believe you're a net force for good? net yes in all the details probably not you know no one's perfect an encouraging word isn't
0: that a good word for us that there are people who just need an encouraging worse word word and yes people can be a net force for good if they come to know who they really are in christ i just think that That whole interview is wonderful. I think Jordan Peterson, I pray for him. I I know that his uh, wife has become a Christian and his daughter, and I pray that he would too. I think he has done so much good. And I love his passion for the lost young men in this world. I have to say it's a passion that I share. Well, God bless Jordan Peterson. God bless you, whoever you are, whether male or female. And I'm going to leave you with Lecrae's uh, wonderful song, uh, we had this is I mentioned Christian rap this is I think possibly my favourite Christian rap songs. Beautiful Feet by LaCrae, and it's basically telling us to go and share the gospel particularly with these broken young men
3: Carlos was born in Kilicali was walking down an alley he caught a bullet in his head that left him bleeding badly He lost everything at that moment except for his life. He lost his hearing, lost his movement, even lost his sight He lay there in a coma but made nobody care. The gospel preached in his neighborhood, nobody dead. But lost got up out of that coma and was able to hear. A missionary shared the gospel to his open ears He got saved, got trained got disciples
0: Quantum was produced by Peter Lavarock uh, you, If you go to the Ask website uh, ask.org.au then we've got lots of stuff up there on oh, the, the weekly website you'll get all the links for this as well and if you'd like to donate then do so to the Podbean fundraiser see you next week hopefully at the normal time and I hope that you have beautiful feet bye
3: to take his life, but then he gun jammed on him so they beat him nice, he woke up in the hospital singing Bible songs, praise God he had a place to learn the Bible from, but then he gets saved, and he wanna preach Christ, they make him change his whole culture whole somebody please plant a church in his projects One. But more than that, he quotes Isaiah that shows that our Savior targets oppressed, kept the blind or broken. I'm saying he had a heart for the poor, had a heart for the low. And First John 2, 6 is the way we should go. In Deuteronomy, even though they under the law, the ties every third year, the poor get them all. And I ain't saying you're wrong if you live in the birds. I'm saying turn your attention to the hood.